0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy.
1: Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. What the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13.
1: This is the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM. Now here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. PJ, I know you were kind of upset about this new rule that has been um, accepted by NFL owners. And it is the decision that Thursday night football can now be flexed. And this only applies to weeks 13 through 18. And it's going to require a 28-day notice. But still, imagine the fans who are booking flights, booking hotels, and trying to see their team play on a Thursday night only to realize that said team has been flexed out of Thursday night. How does this make you feel? Is this something that you don't like? Because I (laughs) feel like it's actually been very controversial, even with the owners. There were eight that voted against it.
0: It's just, I think it's a horrible decision. NFL's doing way, way too much. There's been so much... There's been such an uproar about these Thursday night football games and, you know, most of the time it's like the Texans and the and the Jags or something or it's the Falcons and the Panthers and everybody gets so frustrated. Look, you know, football's football at the end of the day and especially for Thursday night. You just you can't flex those games. Players talk about it all the time how much goes in to a Thursday night games, how much guys have to go through for their bodies to get right. And that's just from the player's perspective. Then you bring the fan aspect into this and all those fans who are saving up their money, circling that one road game that they want to go to, right? That one city they want to see their team. And then all of a sudden the NFL flips it on you and says, Nope, JK, that game is going to be played on Sunday. So now you have to go change your flight. You have to go change your hotel. Maybe you have to pick up a rental car for a new day. Uh, It just throws everything off. It's just, it's a shame. It all comes down to money and we know that. And it just, it sucks. And I feel for these fans. I love seeing the Ravens on the road. I try and go see them once a year and just something like that happening would just, it would suck. It would throw everything off because everybody knows how it goes, right? When you put time in off work, you try and give your bosses, you know, two months, three months, four months notice. And, Something like this could happen uh, 28 days away from a game being moved to Thursday to Sunday, and it just stinks. So I think this is a terrible idea, and uh, I think think it stinks. It stinks.
1: Well, I will give Jerry Jones this, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. At least he is being completely honest, because his quote about this was, only 7% of our fans have ever been inside a stadium. 7%. And so we've got a lot of fans, but a huge majority of fans out there. This is good for them because let's look at the other side. I think we have seen this a lot where we have terrible Thursday night games. Like, remember when it felt like the Denver Broncos were in every primetime game last year despite scoring like three points per game? So maybe this is the NFL's attempt at curtailing some of those complaints. Like, do you think it's better for the people watching at home at least?
0: It 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 will, I think. And obviously, you know, I see where they're coming from, and that's definitely what they're trying to do is they're trying to make the primetime games more appealing for fans, trying to make the games better. Because like you said, I mean, the Broncos were just on primetime every night, it seemed like. And mm-hmm. I think after that, when you go into a season with so much risk, like it feels like the Jets could be this year's Broncos. And I don't think they're going to be that bad. I expect them to make the playoffs, and I think they're going to be a good team. But obviously, with Aaron Rodgers coming in and the season that the Jets did last year with how good their defense is, they had the offensive and defense rookie of the year, a lot of people are expecting the Jets to be very good. And the Jets have a lot of primetime games. And if the Jets turn out not to be good, And Aaron Rodgers maybe turns into Russell Wilson potentially, which, again, I don't think will happen. But if it does, then the NFL is going to kind of be screwed. And if the Jets are not a fun team to watch, then it could be Broncos 2.0. So I get the thought process, but, again, it's just, man, I mean, doing that on a Thursday game, right? Like, it's one thing, obviously, to flex a Sunday game from the afternoon to nighttime, no big deal. I guess maybe, like, flexing Monday night games back to Sunday, like – I guess I can kind of see that because if people are going to a road game on a Monday, you'd probably get in on the weekend anyways. But yeah, Thursday, Chelsea, I just, I can't get behind it. And I see Jerry's point. Football is an awesome sport to watch on television and most fans, especially if they're a team, right? You go see them kind of like when they're in your city, but uh, yeah, I just, I think it stinks for, for those fans who like to travel to games.
1: But bottom line, like I said, we can shake our fist at the NFL all we want, but are you going to boycott it? Absolutely not. We're going to do nothing Mm -hmm. about it. We're going to sit right in our recliners and continue to watch the National Football League. Other headlines from across the league. We saw Adam Schefter tweeting this just 27 minutes ago, uh, where Austin Eckler appears to be staying with the Chargers. After an offseason in which he requested to be traded, according to Adam Schefter, star running back Austin Eckler now staying in LA and having close to $2 million in incentives added to his deal for this season. Was this shocking at all to you? I thought that he was pretty much decided that he was leaving the Chargers. Do you think this was a ploy to get more money?
0: through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I I think it was a little bit of both. I think he definitely wanted his money. He knows he's an aging running back, and whatever team is willing to pay him the most, I think he definitely would have probably gone there. But also, I mean, these last couple years, we have seen so many people put in trade requests. Lamar even tweeted out that he was putting in a trade request. (laughs) And then when he signed with the Ravens, he said oh, no, that was just kind of a you know ploy to get a feel out for other teams and to, to get you know some more money in my pocket. So I'd, it's definitely a money play. And uh, now that he's back, Chargers offense, the Chargers on paper for the last three years have always been that team that people are like, oh, watch out, watch out for the Chargers. Like the Chargers could be the team to watch. The Chiefs are still in that division. Brandon Staley is still your head coach. And they're still the Chargers. Like, there are certain teams in sports. It's the Clippers in the NBA. It's the Chargers. It's the Browns. It's the Lions in the NFL. Like, they just have that stigma around them. And until they break that, I cannot trust them. Eckler's a great running back. He'll be great for fantasy owners. I can't wait to bet his anytime touchdowns in primetime games because that's all he does is score touchdowns in primetime games. But uh, this doesn't change anything for me on the Chargers, Chelsea. Probably they get in in, as a wild card team in the playoffs. I I don't expect them to to make any noise, though.
1: I have been let down by the Chargers too many times because I have put money on the Chargers to win their division. I have put money on Justin Herbert to win MVP because, like you said, on paper, they are so tantalizing, especially with the ceiling that I think we see from Justin Herbert. As far Mm -hmm. as skills go, Like, he has the talent to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And we've also seen incredible numbers from him. Even in his rookie season, where you expect some kind of, you know, slower start, and the pace of the NFL is tough to get used to. Like, he had an incredible rookie season. Rookie of the year, uh, I believe, if I am not mistaken. So you're right. It's a team that's really difficult to trust. But Austin Eckler was a huge part of their offense. Because not only is he somebody who runs the ball, he also can catch passes. So that's why I really like the anytime touchdown angle for him uh, on most games because he can run it in and he can also catch a pass uh, in the end zone. Uh, But here is my two cents on the the trade demands. Doesn't it feel like everybody does this now? It almost feels like these NFL players are crying wolf because if Lamar Jackson doesn't get traded after the drama that we saw unfold this summer – or I guess it was in the summer. I guess it was this offseason, I should say. Uh, it feels like nobody crying that they want to get traded is actually going to get traded. Do you think this is just something added to the arsenal of players looking to get more money? It feels more prevalent now than it used to be.
0: 100%. Do you remember Debo Samuel last year when he wanted out from San Francisco? Like, so many, so many guys do this. I mean, it's just, you're right. It's kind of just kind of been the norm now in the NFL. Guys will say oh, I I, I want to demand a trade. I don't want to be here. And then the dust kind of settles. They figure out that, oh, there's really nothing out there that's kind of better on the market. And then they come back to the table. Maybe there's a little more money involved and then they end up making a deal. But yeah, it, it feels like nowadays when people are making trade demands, you, you can't really take it seriously in, in the NFL anymore.
1: Right. And then one final headline that I guess we'll get to is that the NFL is investigating a second wave of potential violations of its gambling policy. And I know that we are a gambling show. And I'm not going to sit here and say, well, gambling's wrong. Obviously, I'm not going to say that. But I'm also not going to say, well, gambling's fine. Why are they being punished? Because these are the rules in the NFL. You have to abide by the rules set in place. It's kind of like speeding where you tell an officer, you're like, well, everybody else is doing it. Well, you broke the law. So, like, what do you expect? Not to be punished? I can't believe guys are still doing this, PJ.
0: I can't either. And it's, you know, they just don't think that they're going to get caught. And they think they can get away with it. But with all the technology that the NFL has and all the eyes that are on these players and once Calvin Ridley happened, and that was kind of like the first big case, and now the stuff came out with the Lions players, they're just gonna be cracking down on it even more and more. So, I mean, look, Chelsea, I'm sure there's gonna be more players that we're gonna see headlines of guys who are, have bet and there are gonna be more suspensions dealt. but, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's not good. I mean, it's not good. We'll see how, you know, stiff these suspensions start to become right because ridley's was a full year and then these lions players theirs was six games so you know do do we kind of see this stuff stop or do we see it continue and the suspensions get stricter well we'll have to see what what ends up happening with all this stuff but uh definitely interesting because as we know the gambling industry is is not going anywhere anytime soon
1: for sure but it's still against the rules so you shouldn't do it I am mind blown that some of these guys think they can get away with it. Don't you have to type in your social security number to get an account for most of these sports books? So I am baffled that some of these guys think they can get away with it. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.